Hey guys, uh, I just want to start by apologizing for the last few weeks. Our host site was hacked and we were unable to access our website, um, which led to not being able to post any podcasts recently. But we have it all under control now and we will hopefully be on a good clean schedule. And now on with the show. Welcome to the Brian and Adam Show. I'm Brian. And I'm Adam. Well, I believe you're actually kicking us off today. That's right. We're just going to open really quickly um, with some sad news. As many of you heard, uh, the Brazilian soccer team, um, and I apologize beforehand because I haven't practiced my Portuguese in a while. Um, Chapacuenza, and apologies again if I mispronounce that, but the Brazilian soccer team traveled to Colombia, and there was a, a tragic plane crash. Um, over 70 dead and lost most of the team. Um, just very tragic and sad news, and our, our hearts are with them and their families and, and the friends of anybody involved in that fan base as well. Um, on, on not really that it makes the story great, but they were going on a, on a cup to play in a cup final, and the team that they were going to play against uh, did forfeit in a way. I guess they gave the the trophy to the Brazilian team. Again, it's very little consolation c- compared to the tragedy, but it's 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 noteworthy. So, just wanted to open with that, and now we can put the sad stuff aside and focus on on some more positive news. Yep. What do you think? Yeah, you know I'm all in on that. Yeah, positivity's where it's at. Smile, mm-hmm. people. So, soccer news, I guess. We'll, we'll stay in soccer. Fair uh, enough. How's your Liverpool doing? Man, uh, I don't want to talk. I mean, they're having a good season. They're having a good season. But that defense makes me want to pull out my hair. It... What hair you do have? All right, okay. Just those so those of you, of you listening, Brian, I'm not. Brian doesn't balding. have much hair. I, I he just he just cuts it very. I very have short. a lot of hair. I just don't. It's short. Correct. He gets ridiculed for it. It's <laughs> only by you. Oh, but um, true. That is true. It. <sighs> the attack is great. The loss of Contino, I think, hurts, but the way. Divock Origi has been playing is, I think, pretty good. Um, but they, they, if they want to make a shot at the title, they need to step up the defense. They have to make a move. They, I think they have to go out and get someone in the transfer window in January. Otherwise, they're not going to have enough defense to contend, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, defense is obviously very important. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's been a good season for them. Not great. Did did play in a really big game this week, though, against against my team. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a big game. I'm, I support Leeds United. I know people are like, oh, Leeds United, who are they? They're, they are in, this, <laughs> they're in the, the uh, championship, 
the Football League Championship. Um, I don't have a Premier League team. Don't ask why. I mean, I've, I've liked them for a while. Don't know Ooh. where they really came from. Ooh. But, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> they have, over the last few weeks, they were mid-table. And they moved up to fourth, which is which is in, in, in you know, competition for the playoffs. So True. you might be seeing them might be seeing them in the Premier League next year. All four of the boys in blue. Maybe. Um, other soccer news. Uh, I thought that, that, that this was interesting. Um, this was uh, a couple weeks ago. I had this ready, but unfortunately, as you noticed from the beginning of the podcast, we had some issues. But Zlatan Ibrahimovic um, has recently said that he's been be interested in playing in the United States in the MLS. What are your thoughts on that? That would be interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, I. Oh man, I'm torn about this whole European stars coming to America at the end of their career because I think it's good because it, a lot of a lot of high schoolers now and I mean maybe even some young college students now know a lot of these bigger name stars I mean you look at like the likes of Kaka and, and like you just said Zlatan um, it's <sighs> It's good because then they get to see these guys, but I'm not necessarily sure it's actually helped growing the league because, I mean, this is kind of going off on a tangent, and I don't want to go too far off the rails here, but I also think... Very normal here. The M- <laughs> I also think the MLS might be expanding too fast, in my opinion. Oh, I, I would agree Because I think the talent level is definitely rising within the MLS... I mean, you just look at someone like Jordan Morris. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more of player, a lot more of players like him that are coming up. But because they're expanding to so many teams so quickly, we, the U.S. does not have that talent level yet coming up in the youth to where all of these teams can be good, in my opinion. And we don't have. A lot of money in the sport yet to the point we can go to other countries and make big signings that's why we get players right. on the tail end of their career because they're like well i've already been paid hundreds of millions of dollars i can go <laughs> it's almost to me it's almost like they're treating the mls like a charity case um it's kind of like oh yeah i'll just go over there and have some fun it's like we that's great but we also want our league to be competitive you know yeah i i think a big thing about this though is that would help is the fact that I feel like in America we're we're all about brands and all about names and everything. So who cares if Zlatan Ibrahimovic is not as good as he was five years ago? He's you know you're going to pay to see Zlatan Ibrahimovic and everything that he brings on and off the field. I mean that there's a lot of he's a very interesting person for all of you who don't know. He's very eccentric. It's very interesting. That's a good word. For it. <laughs> um, just want to just just kind of. So one of his quotes, um, there's an article on ESPNFC.com. He said, uh, lots of people stay in one place throughout their career, but I've traveled around like Napoleon and conquered every new country where I've, uh, where I've sat foot. So perhaps I should do what Napoleon didn't and cross the Atlantic and conquer the States as well. I just think that's just 
That's just Zlatan. Yep. Just comparing himself to one of the greatest figures in, you know, the world history. And because he's, you know, he's got a big ego. And I don't know. I think he'd be really good for the game. I think a lot of people would pay to see him, which would add money to the sport in the United States and help it grow. I, I think that. I, I personally, I would love to see him play. He, he was, he's been one of my favorite favorite players to watch over the last you know several years, and I mean, debatably one of the best three top three players in the world. Um, so, I mean, I'd I'd love to see him play here. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's good because it brings people out, but I th- I think he definitely can, but. My question with some of these guys is can they still play at a high enough level to keep making MLS competitive? And I honestly, some of them, but I don't think all of them can. I mean, yeah, but you've seen like David Villa uh, this year had, I mean, a tremendous career or a tremendous season. If I'm remembering correctly, he may have just won the like player of the year or some, some award this season. Um, and he's getting up there in age. I mean, I, I I understand that, but I'm just saying I don't think all of them can. So I think I'm I don't necessarily want these guys to come over when they're kind of like, eh, I'm not really. I'm only gonna. I'm not gonna give it my all. Some guys might come over and think it's a a cakewalk, and I don't. And so they won't try their hardest, and I don't necessarily want that because that's not going to be good for the MLS. Yeah, I like I like that some of these guys who are, um, like some of the English players who aren't making it on the big squads in England who come over here and like they have a lot to prove. I think, I think you're getting two 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 different groups of people. You're getting people like that, and then you're getting people like the older guys who are like I've proven myself. I just kind of want to still make some money, but relax and you know do yeah. whatever. But yeah, you know, I think that. There's there's a lot more of these younger guys who are who are trying to prove themselves, and obviously a lot of American players who are trying to prove themselves as well. And I don't know. I think it's getting better. I think that I think adding players like this will bring money to the seats, bring fans, and make people show up. I think that that's one of the biggest issues is there's not a lot of interest and not a lot of people going as many people going to the games as they could have. And I just I think that'll really help it grow personally. Yeah, I think another thing I think that is going to be helpful is just time. I mean, it sucks because we're most people in this exactly most people in this world want things now. They don't have patience. But you look at like my generation. I mean, obviously your generation too. But we've grown up with more soccer. Yeah. Well, exactly. And yeah. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of people my age still have a love for the game and will go watch games. And I think because it, we're being exposed to it at a younger age now, whereas before my generation, in a sense, I don't think there were really there was really that many kids going out and playing soccer. Um, it was more of like a... Like a- you play it when you're in elementary school. There's like those rec leagues and youth soccer kind yeah. of. Yeah. And then you just stopped. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't that big of a big of a deal, but yeah. So I, I think I th- I think time will help because more kids are playing the game. It's and especially with all the 
worries with concussions in the NFL, I personally think there will be a lot of a lot less people wanting their kids to play football just because of that single reason. We've also been seeing a lot of these concussion studies in soccer players as well. So, I mean, it depends on, I guess, what the parents are paying attention to. Because soccer is not as big of a deal, so we're not seeing as much of it. I mean, I played soccer for 12 years. I got one concussion that entire time. I I personally think we are now becoming... And this is a whole society problem, and this is my opinion. I think we are becoming just too over the top now. I mean, I understand brain injuries are severe, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm you. You know this. I'm coaching at a high school level right now, and it's oh. amazing to me how many of these kids think they have concussions when they actually don't. It's just I think because there's so much emphasis on concussions in the NFL now, it's transferring to other areas in sports. It's like, there's no two people in a soccer game running at each other full speed into each other's heads. I mean... sometimes. But you get... That does... Yeah. You get what I'm saying. every single play. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I feel like there's too much emphasis on it, in my opinion. And because of that, kids are now... I've, I've witnessed this firsthand. Kids fake concussions to get attention. Whether it's from coaches or athletic trainers, kids will fake a concussion because they like the attention they get for having a concussion. Because that's kind of... We've Plus discussed these before, lazy. but as a trigger I mean, word. That's another thing. They're just they're, A lot of them are lazy, so they're kind of just using it as, I'm still on the team, but now I get to sit. But... Like, I don't want to go and throw all all kids under the bus here and say that they're all lazy or attention seeking. I mean, there's a lot of hardworking kids who, like, I remember when I was in middle school, I, I suffered a concussion playing football, and like I remember, I I went for a tackle, I hit my head right on this guy's knee. I was like going full speed, and I don't remember like what happened for the next like six seconds. Like next thing I know, like I'm standing, all these people are around me, and I remember the next few days were miserable, but I didn't want to go off the field. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna go tell my like back when, and that was I mean that wasn't terribly long ago, that you know. I didn't want to get off the field. You know, I wanted to play, and I feel like that's just not the culture we have. I and think I will we're, say, we're, that that is one thing, soccer at a professional level needs to work on, is guys going they hit their head, and protocol says that they have to leave the field to play, and they do, but now the problem is, they're leaving the field and coming back on with within less than a minute. And that that's not good because then you turn around, three minutes later, these guys are being substituted off because they have a concussion. It's like, what, why did you put them back in? They shouldn't have gone back in in the first place. You need to sit them yeah. out for a little while longer to see if they develop concussion sim- symptoms. And then if they still are fine, then you can put them back in the game. But, I mean, I was just yeah. watching... It was, it was a couple weeks ago now, I was watching a Premier League game, and a player took a hit to the head, went off the field, came back on, and then literally went back to the ground again because he had a con- he was clearly concussed, and then they subbed him off. And it's like he sh- never should have been able to re-enter the field, and that's one area I think soccer needs to elevate in as far as professional concussion awareness in the professional yes. levels. This reminds me. Have you have you seen? Um, it's a YouTube video. These 
um, I don't know who they are. I don't remember their names, but they, that's uh, Scott Sterling. Have you seen this? Nope. It's a, it's a parody kind of, of, of this. And it's this guy, he's it's a penalty shootout and it's the goalie. He just keeps repeatedly getting hit in the face just over and over. And by the end of it, his face is just bloodied and bruised. He's missing teeth and all this stuff. But the, the trainer just will go out, like put the flashlight in his eyes and just like, well, you're fine. Get over here. And it's just like, that's kind of what it is. It's, I mean, this is, I mean, if you watch this video, it's, it's humorous. It's, it's, it's making a mockery of it, mm-hmm. but it's also a real thing that we're seeing. A lot of times trainers, it's not like football where it's like, you have a concussion. We're going to have like 400 doctors on <laughs> you. You guys to leave, yeah. you have to go to the locker room and get it, you know, examined by all these people. Oh, it's just one person really. But, um, yeah, it's it. I mean, some people like it. Some people think that you know it's a bit too much. But I, I do agree. Brain injuries, and I mean, as you know, I, I have personal experience and family. We don't really have to get into that. But brain injuries can be really severe and very devastating. And you know, there there needs to be more awareness about that. Definitely. Well, I think so. we've gone off track enough here. I say we get right back on. Um, we become more of a medical podcast. <laughs> Let's jump to college football. Now, there a lot has happened since we last talked about college football. Um, so we'll skip all of it. Yeah, we're, pr- we're pretty much going to skip it all because there's so much. It would take forever to get through. Uh, some teams won, some teams lost. It's just how it goes. Top four now, were released. Looking, and the final, the final top four. Number one is Alabama. Number two. No surprises. <laughs> true. I'm totally blanking on who's number two. No, Clemson, Clemson, number three, Ohio yes. State, and number four, Washington. Yes, thank you. you back, thank you. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Did they get it right? Well, I mean, you, I don't know how to answer this question. Well, because you know me. Let me I'm I, very hang on, hang on, hang on. Current. Let okay. me put it this way. Okay. I'm going to okay. rephrase this question. All right. Okay. The four teams they picked. We're not talking about any expanding of the playoffs or anything right now. Just the four teams you picked. You know how badly I want to talk I about know. that. I know. Of these four, though, did you like those four they picked? All four of them? No. Okay. Who didn't you like? Ohio State. Who did you want there? Penn State. Is that the only one? I don't... Th- well, that's who I would replace Ohio State with. I mean, I, okay. I think Alabama, obviously undefeated they've shown that they deserve at least one of those spots washington i love in the in in the playoff and clemson they're i think they're they're deserving i just think ohio state i know it's 11 and 1 but they didn't win their conference and they lost to the team that did win their conference and i don't think you punish the team that beat beat a team in the playoff and won the same conference by putting them number five i completely disagree with that i think that that is just that is that is what's wrong with the system it's it's rewarding a team who didn't even, in my opinion, earn it. Now, I'm just going to give you my take on this, and then we can switch gears to what I know you really want to talk about. I expected you to. Is, <laughs> all I want to say is the committee, compared to the last two years of how they picked who makes the college playoff, changed this year. And I did not like it. I'm going to start. The, the first thing they changed was conference champion. The past two years, they have always rewarded the conference champion from pretty much the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC. That that 
conference champion of that conference championship title game goes to the college football playoff. And they've talked about this before in the past that that they have emphasis on that. You have to win your conference championship. And for me, that's the problem I have with Ohio State being in over Penn State is yeah. in past years, they put so much emphasis on conference championship, conference championship. Ohio State didn't even play for theirs, and yet they made exactly. it. Exactly. That's my. So you're agreeing with me. I am. That is the problem okay. I have. Okay. And now I thought you were going to disagree with me. I was nervous. No, no, I no, was no. About to rip but you a, a new one. No, no, no. But another problem <laughs> I had was, you may not like this. You don't like Washington. I get it. Was exact. It was Washington, and now it's not Washington's fault. I want Washington in there. I think they deserve it personally. Doesn't sound like it. Hang on. Sounds like you're about to rip apart. Hang on. Let me talk. So, as I just got done saying, they reward conference champions, which they did. Washington got in. They won their conference championship. Good. They deserve to be in there. My problem with it, though, is they talk about how teams with – they don't like teams playing weak non-conferences. And Washington's non-conference was absolutely awful. It was absolutely terrible. And so because of that, I would have almost rather seen an Oklahoma make it because they went out there and played much more difficult games. They played Houston. They played Ohio State. And no one says you have to go out and play those difficult games. But they went out and played them. Yeah, they lost. But you know what? At least they tr- they scheduled a tough game. And that's the only thing. They tried, yeah. Exactly. That's the only thing I have. Plus, I'm just going to put this out there. They won their conference championship. Granted, it wasn't a title game. They won their conference. They, exactly. They won, they won the Big 12 conference outright. I mean, okay. so that's, that's my thing. That is my only, that's my beef. But as we are going to get into now, I, and I know you will agree with this. I mean, I don't take it as far as you do, but I think the playoff should be eight teams. I believe you want it to be 16. I think 16 because I am a true believer that every single conference should be represented. I don't care if you don't think that the MAC can win. That's irrelevant. You put teams like, in, in basketball, for example, Florida Gulf Coast a few years ago, no one thought anything of it. They made it the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed. So, you know, anything can happen. And I, I think that you need to give everybody a chance. I And that's just my opinion. I think you can have, there's 11 conferences. You can have five of these, the next you know top five teams of at-large bids. But I just, that's how I personally feel that it, it should be done. Yeah, I mean, I know you like that, but I, I can't compare football and basketball because of the physical differences between those two levels in basketball there's not a huge physical difference basketball is a lot less physical of a game at that level and there's only five guys on a court but you i mean you know those of you who listen know that i'm a syracuse fan and when i sit there and watch a syracuse football game and syracuse is by is definitely one of the worst teams in the acc i have no problem admitting that and so they do not get the best recruiting but when Syracuse plays a team like Florida State or Clemson, it the physical difference is astounding. And there's no 
no chance that Syracuse has to beat them, in my opinion. I know you're going to say, oh, well, on any given day, any team can beat another. Yeah, but I just don't want, no offense, but I don't want to see that blowout. And that's exactly what it would be. Nine times out of ten, and which is why I personally think it should be eight teams. The top eight teams. Because then you get the Power Five Conference champions, and then you get three at-large bids. And in my... Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to leave it at that. That's what I think it should be, is eight. I just want to say Appalachian State beat Michigan. Yeah. But when has that happened again? That that is. I understand that it all can happen. That it, it, it can happen. I know that you just said that I would say that. Ninety nine times that's out the, of ten, it will not happen. And to me, you're in a sport like football. You're more so risking injury than you are anything else. And I don't want to see these kids get hurt going up a team going up against a team like Alabama, who's got. Four guys on the defensive front that weigh 350 pounds going up against 200-pound offensive linemen. I mean, I don't want to see anyone to get be hurt. Fair, to be fair, Alabama is one of the is is one of these schools that does that anyway. Like, who was it that they played just a few weeks ago? Like Charleston or something? Yeah, it was that's something probably, like that. That's probably not even correct, but I'm pretty sure it was an FCS school. I mean. But they the, do that anyway. The difference is that school's getting Alabama is paying that school to come play them. They're getting paid a million dollars to go play at Alabama. Where in Well, and then you can take you can take the money that all these bowls are paying out anyway, which is millions and millions and millions of dollars and divide it among the teams that are going anyway, going to the to the playoff. And you know, you make it to this round you get x number of dollars. You make it to this round it's an increase of this money. If you make it to the next round it's an increase. Unfortunately, you know, that people don't want to give up their money for at that level. If they're talking about a college football playoff, they don't want to give up that money. I think that's what the big problem is, is that it's not being run by people who have football's best interest in mind. But it's people who have their own interest in mind, and it's become more of a business than it has become a, a group of college students playing sports. I mean, I'm just going to say this. I don't know if you and I have ever really talked about this. I do not like the NCAA. I hate the NCAA. It doesn't respect any of its athletes. And it's, it is a two-faced organization. It's such a joke, in my opinion, the NCAA. Any quote-unquote punishment they dole out, I can't help but laugh at. Because they've done something else that is contradictory to it in the past. And so it... It blows my mind what the NCAA does at times. And I only bring this up because we were talking about schools getting paid. And I personally think athletes should get paid, um, especially in this billion-dollar industry we call college football. And they're calling it amateur sports. Yeah, okay. Try, I can't. Uh, anyways, I'm done. Moral of the story um, is I think there should be eight college football playoff teams because I think there are eight teams that have legitimate that have a legitimate chance to win it. And that's the end of my story. Okay. Well, we obviously disagree that we can have a 
college football playoffs podcast special. Oh, gosh. If, people, if, if people write in and are like, we want to hear more about this, I mean, I'm not going to say we're going to do it. If, if people want this, if we get a single email or tweet <laughs> saying, do this, we will do it just for you, sir or madam. Um, and quick, before we wrap up college football, unless you have anything else to say? I have nothing else to say. I was going to move on. Okay, well, I guess we still have more to say about college football, but staying on the uh, postseason of college football, uh, the FCS playoffs are going on. Not paying too much attention, but I do know, and I'm, I'm going to report that North Dakota State is still in the playoffs. Not surprised. Okay, <laughs> now we can move on to um, Heisman finalists, if you'd like. <sighs> yes. Um, I'm just going to start out by saying of, I don't really like of, any of them. That's not nice. You don't know them. I'm, I mean, I don't nice like any of them to be a the Heisman winner, personally. Oh, you didn't specify. I was confused. Yeah. Um, who, who, in your opinion, would that was not listed? I guess before we do that, we should probably say who is listed. Uh, you want to take this one? Sure. So, the front runner, pretty much all season... Um, it was Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for Louisville. And then you also have Baker Mayfield, the quarterback for Oklahoma. Jabril Peppers, the do-it-all man from Michigan. Deshaun Watson, the quarterback from Clemson. And D.D. Westbrook, who was a wide receiver at Oklahoma. Two Oklahoma people. Yes. Got it. All right, now back to my question. Okay. Who do you think, Brian, should have been in that list? Who should have been, or who shouldn't have yeah, been? Yeah, like who, who? Well, who, sh- who, who would you have liked to see on that list? I would have preferred. Uh, I don't want to get his name wrong. I apologize to everyone, but Donnell. Not the first time. Pumphreys. Okay. The uh, running back for San Diego State. I mean, he had an absolutely incredible season. But no, we're going to put two people on there from Oklahoma that play together oh, it's, and it's, feed off of each other. It's where you went to school, I guess. That's but, what it comes down to. But still, I it don't like it. It shouldn't. No. I mean, I, I agree with you. Um, I personally would like to see Jake Browning on that ah, list. Ah, yeah. He was another uh, one. My apologies, Jake Washington, Browning. Washington Huskies quarterback. No, I got you. He's... He's my man. We're, we're, we're tight. Not really, but shout out if you listen. <laughs> probably don't. But, um, yeah, I think he had an outstanding season, um, and I would have I would have loved to see him. I think, I think, personally, I think he had a better season than anybody else on this list. That's my opinion. But I would agree with that. I mean, I think, in my mind, he was, if I, if I, if I had a vote, which <laughs> obviously I don't, I would have cast it for Jake Browning to win the Heisman Trophy. I probably would have as well. I mean, I mean, he had a great season. He threw up 42 touchdowns, only seven interceptions, over 3,000 yards. That's Heisman material in my mind. Yep, especially considering, uh, who was it? Oh, Deshaun Watson, 37 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. I'm sorry, but that's more than one interception a game. I have a problem with that. Since you sound like 15 is a big number. That's more than one interception a game. I'm sorry, but one interception a game is not very good. I mean, don't get me wrong. He put up a ton of touchdowns. But 
But yeah, when the, you the turn the ball ratio. over, that takes away from the amount you score because you're giving the opponent an opportunity to score again. That's one. Yeah, that's one less for you every single time. Um, who do you think? Who who do you like out? Of, I mean, I know you you preferred not to have any of these, <laughs> but you too bad. Suck it up, Nancy. Who you got? Who do you like out of this list? Uh, it's so hard. Um, honestly, I think I would have to go with, ah, uh, I don't like this at all. Do you want me to go? Either Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson, because I think you I, remove them okay. from their team. Just after you bashed a guy for throwing 15. I know that, but my, the, the way I see it is I, I, know I take this guy off that team and put on an average guy. Will that team still have that good of a record? And, yeah, and I think if you do that with Lamar Jackson, the, pff, that team's going to go downhill real quick because of the amount of yards he stacked up, not only passing, but rushing as well. And then you look yeah, at Deshaun. 1,800 total yards. Yep. You look at Deshaun. Or uh, rushing. 38. Or 48. There sorry, you go. There you 4,800 go. 4,800 total. <laughs> I would get there eventually, all right? But you, And then you look at Deshaun <laughs> Watson. Without him, that Clemson team, I think, is a lot worse than 12-1. and one. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. And so, I guess, as you just heard me, I was bashing Deshaun Watson for more than one interception a game, and that's not including possible fumbles that he had as well. So, uh, one of them. That, that's that what just I'm goes to show how much, you, how much you dislike the others. Yeah. Um, you mentioned to me before how you disagree with putting Baker Mayfield um, and and D.D. Westbrook just because it was a quarterback wide receiver duo and how they fed off of each other in a, in a sense. Yep. Because um, without one, without the other is can't you can't have one without the other. Um, essentially. Yeah. That's kind of where I believe you were going with that. I, I don't know what you were saying about Jabril Peppers. And I didn't say just, anything about did, Jabril Peppers. Well, we we talked about it and we yeah we just didn't really say anything. I mean, there was nothing was... that was outstanding about other than the fact that he played everywhere. There was nothing that was really outstanding about his statistics. Well, exactly. And, I mean, I can't necessarily fault him for that because no. it's the position he plays. I mean, linebackers aren't really... Positions. They aren't stat guys. They're not going to go out there and stuff a stat sheet like a quarterback. I mean, yeah, they're going to get tackles, but when... To me, when I think of football it's and not a tackle, the stats. I That's see like five guys swarming to the offensive player with the ball to tackle him, and so it's you can't necessarily be like, "Oh, that guy clearly he was the best player out there," because it he doesn't have any stats really, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, obviously no, you I have the you. eye test, and I I truly believe he was one of the most important players on that Michigan defense, but unfortunately he plays linebacker and defensive back think, and then you're not going to get issue, stats the issue here is is it's not statistics that look pretty yep you know no one's gonna say oh you you had 70 tackles wow because no one counts tackles. it's not someone says you have three thousand four thousand yards yeah oh wow that is really impressive exactly you know, one might equal the other just on the other side of the football, but no one's going to pay attention to defense. It's just un- it's an unfortunate thing to me. Like we've said so many times in the past, I'm a I'm a defensive guy. I love watching defenses in almost every sport. But yeah, it's not his fault. Yeah, like you said. So who would you pick? Can't then? Fault him. 
I think Lamar Jackson, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, he had some number of yards I couldn't add up. 4,800. <laughs> That's the one. And you know, fifty over 50 touchdowns total. Um, I just think out of everybody, he's the best candidate. Like I said earlier, though, I would have preferred to see Jake Browning. But yeah. I don't get everything I want. I'm also the guy who wanted, like, Kellen Moore <laughs> back in the day, and I wanted Colin Klein back in the day, and didn't get any of those either. Yep. Well... I'm not bitter about it. I think it's time to switch to the professional level, though. Fair enough. Um, Where do you want to start? I don't even know. Maybe Thursday night, since that was the first game. Thursday night. Cowboys-Vikings. Cowboys-Vikings. I just want to apologize, because I believe towards the beginning, you know, I don't know, what week, week four maybe, um, I think we were talking about how, or maybe later than that, how we thought that this matchup would determine the, who in my mind anyway, I said would determine who I picked to go to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, since then, the Vikings have <laughs> not been who they were. Cowboys have, and I still stand by my, I guess I still stand by what I said. I, the Cowboys won, so I'm still picking them. But you're picking them to go to the Super Bowl? Was, oh, Vikings? No, the, I thought NFC. The Cowboys. Or oh, Cowboys, sorry. Yeah, who did I say? Um, my bad. Yeah, the Cowboys. I'm picking the Cowboys. Wow. What? I mean, who else you got in the NFC? I don't have I don't think I mean, I honestly don't think they're going to make the Super Bowl. Um, I want to start by saying this. That's though. not my question. That's I know. Question. I know. I know. I know. Get, I'm getting there. <laughs> Let me talk, question, son. Brian. Where Man. Where were you? Let me talk. So, I, I, I personally, and this, I've watched, uh, I can't, more than I can count, uh, Cowboys games this year. And those of you who listen, you know, I am an Eagles fan. So it's painful for me to watch the Cowboys. Right. Eagles fight, yeah. <laughs> I, and there's no bias in this because, I mean, you can say there is, but I just don't, uh, just watching the Cowboys, I cannot say they're the best team in the NFL. Yeah, they have the best record. I do not think they're the best team in the NFL. When I, when I watch their games, Yes, they're winning games. Obviously, they've won, what, 11 in a row now, and they haven't lost yep. since week one against the Giants, and whether or not they should have lost that one is up for debate because a lot of people think the wide receiver should have gone out of bounds and they could have kicked the game-winning field goal. Anyways. Another time. That being said, you look, just going through their schedule, though, I think they had a fairly weak schedule, which isn't which isn't their fault, which is... It's good for them because they're winning the games they should. But. They're winning all their games, essentially. <laughs> but yeah, I get what you mean. But I mean. So they lost week one to the Giants in a close game. And then you look at the second week, they played the Redskins. They lost a very close. Or they won, excuse me. They won a very close game. And then they beat the Bears, but it's the Bears. They beat. They only beat the 49ers by one touchdown. And we know how crappy the 49ers are. They beat the Bengals. They beat the Packers. Sorry, Packers fans, but I don't think the Packers are very good this year. Um, 
They beat the Cowboys, or excuse me, they beat the Eagles in overtime. And I'm sorry, but Dak Prescott did not look good in that game. And the Eagles handed them that game because they didn't blitz the they didn't blitz him at all in overtime, which led them to to just drive down the field and score. And then they beat the Browns, but it's the Browns. They have a very Oops. tight game against the Steelers. And that game they could have easily lost. And then they beat the Ravens, and then they play the Redskins again. And again, it was a very tight game they could have lost. And then they just played the Vikings, a very tight game they could have lost. And so the way I see it is they're winning these close games, which is good. And it's good for the playoffs. But to me, they're not necessarily a hot team. They're not they're not a team going out there and winning every game with ease. They're they're winning, but not with ease. And I think when it comes to the playoffs, I think they're going to get the number one seed in the NFC, and they're going to lose in that first game because they're going to go up against a team that's hot, and they're going to come in and beat them. I honestly think that. Okay. Because I, yes, the Cowboys are hot in the term of they won 11 in a row, but to me they're not hot as in they're playing great football. They're playing good football, I admit that, but I don't think they're winning the, these games like they should. I mean, you look at the Vikings, I'm sorry, but the Vikings are not very good. and we've They're not who they were, like I said. Yeah, and so, yeah, you beat them, but you nearly went to overtime with them. If Bradford gets, or if they convert the two-point conversion, which they should have been able to do again because Bradford got a face mask on that last two-point conversion play that the refs missed... They need full-time refs. But (laughs) just slipping that in there. And so I honestly think they're going to lose in the first round. Well. I think there's going to be a team. I can't lay out an argument like you just did. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to stick with my guns here and say that I still believe that they're the best team in the NFC. I'm going to. I see what you did there. Good one, Brad. Oh, I Good thought one. you did that. Nope. Okay. Um, sorry, not. I'm, so Cowboys from the guy, NFC. That one. Yeah, in the NFC. I didn't. I want you. You said that that you can't say that the best team in the NFL. I'm not going to say that either. And my pick for the best team in the NFL might surprise you. I don't know if it will, but I just I think that I still think that even though they are winning close games, I think that they will be ready come playoff time and. If they want to win with ease, they can make one simple change. Oh, gosh. Don't say what I think you're about to say. Please. Please don't say I it. will let everybody just imagine what I will say because Brian doesn't want me to say it. Thank you. But um, let's let's move on off the Cowboys. <laughs> We've talked too long about them yeah. this entire season. Yep. And... So who do you have in the AFC then? You never gave me that team. Mm. Well, I want you to guess. Who do you think I'm going to say? I think it's going to be the Chiefs. No, I think the Raiders. Okay, well, that's not surprising at all. That's like half of the world. Some people are now. Well, some people are like that's surprising because they're all on the Patriots. But like for me, it's the Raiders. I think that Derek Carr is. I mean, what he's doing, I've, I've watched some of their games, and they just seem, and I'm excited for this game against the Chiefs. I think that's going to be a great game on Thursday. It's supposed to, there's supposed to be snow, it's supposed to be cold, it's, it's it should be a really interesting game. But, just seeing 
what Derek Carr has brought to that team, I think you, you see a lot of energy and a lot of excitement in in um, in that on that team and in the in the stands. And I mean, we, they've always had great fans, but now they have something to cheer for, mm-hmm. and it's great to be see what's going on in a, in in Oakland. And I just spaced on their Oakland for a while, but yeah, I'm just. I, I'm all I'm all on board for Oakland. I think that you might see. I'm still going with the Raiders Cowboys Super Bowl, and I think the Raiders will come out on top. That's where I stand right now, barring any injuries or anything like that. Wow. <sighs> bold prediction. That is my bold prediction. Right. Write it down. Everybody, take note. I mean, I'm still counting Sorry. Dak Prescott's touchdowns because of the whole. You thought Tony Romo could come back week eight and throw 20. I haven't forgotten that. I'm going to see how many Dak throws. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter because Tony Romo's not coming back. No, he's not. And the Cowboys made the right decision, in my opinion. In your opinion. And, I mean, obviously it's it's been the right decision so far. It's If it's the decision they make, it's the right decision, in my opinion. But I, I still think that, you know, they could have done better. But it's the decision they made, and I'm not going to argue with them. Um, Any other games that stood out to you? All I've got to say is I think the Raiders are good. <laughs> I know that's not earth-shattering, but you just stated all the reasons why. Um, Derek Carr, MVP. I honestly... Another bold statement. I honestly Maybe don't not bold. Think... Maybe, not, maybe not as bold. You done? Yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. my... No, go ahead. Go ahead. <sighs> Lighten up. I honestly don't think the Raiders... With? Are going to make the Super Bowl. Can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think the Patriots, Patriots will. You're, you are sick. The, I, the only thing you I will say you. is I thought it was a lot more of a sure thing uh, a couple weeks ago when they had Gronk healthy. But without Gronk yep. and Bennett being so banged up, I think that's going to hurt that team's passing offense because Definitely. they're they are pretty much their Tom Brady's down the field threat. So. But we'll see. Uh, they, we'll see. Yeah, they did win twenty six to ten over the Rams, but you know it's a win. But that's not what you expect to see at, at the Rams. I mean, Tom Brady, he's on my fantasy team. He didn't give me a very good week, <laughs> um, which you you expect from Tom Brady. And it's a, it's the Rams, which I know they have a, a decent defense, but still, you expect them to do better. Um, one game that really shocked me, not like shocked me in the sense of like who won, but the Colts-Jets game, I was shocked because the Jets came out and just looked like they didn't know what they were doing. And those first two drives, Andrew Luck found, I I want to say Dwayne Allen, I could be wrong, both times, and he was just wide open. Nobody was close to him and just kind of waltzed into the end zone and just the, the defense looked so disorganized. I think somebody. The game, I mean, go ahead. I was gonna say I think somebody forgot to tell the Jets they were playing football. Uh, yeah, they. Th- I think they forgot they, that. They, yeah, I think they, that slipped their mind. They might have thought they were on like Broadway show or something. Um, I don't know what they thought. But yeah. But yeah, the the Colts ended up winning forty-one to ten. I mean, I'm a Colts fan. And I'm all for it, obviously. But it's just they did not know. Look like they knew what they were doing. It was it was it was embarrassing, really. And now we know why the part of the reason why NFL ratings are down. Um, one last thing. <laughs> Just slip that in there as well. One last thing. Uh, the Browns had their best week of the season. They had a bye week. 
Okay, so. that's that's mean. That is oh, mean. Oh, come on. That is what we have built this show on, is making fun of the Browns every week. But, I mean, honestly, it is their best week of the season because they didn't lose. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you can't deny that. All right, ready for this? I might have a hot take coming. <gasps> it, drum roll, please. It all, ba- it, it roll all hangs on one thing. Okay, but that's I, not a hot take. You can't do well, that. Well, it's either going to... What do you got? I think, whether it's this week or next week, I think RG3 is going to start, and I think the Browns are going to win. That, that I'm waiting for you to say just kidding. No, I'm dead serious. This week or next right, week, I think me, RG3 give, will give return, Who? and I think they will win one of the games. I mean, they have the Bengals and the Bills. No offense, but neither mm. team is very good this year. Bengals are... Well, better than um, that's why both teams are better than the Browns. <laughs> ah, I like Hugh Jackson as a coach. I personally don't think the Browns should fire him after this season. There's no talent on that roster. So, I mean, they got they got what's his name Coleman. He's a really good. Oh my he, gosh. he had a good quarterback. Hey, he looked really good. I mean, he's a rookie and he looked really good in his first few games. I know he's been hurt most of the season, but if he had a quarterback who could throw to him, I think that well, that would be a good receiver. That's part. That's the thing. That's why I think when RG3 comes back, if it's this week, I'm hoping it's this week for his for the Browns' sake because I don't I think they have a, their best chance of winning is this weekend against the Bengals. Um is it in Cleveland? It's in Cleveland, you know. Okay. And so I think if RG3 is back because I think he is their best quarterback on that roster, Obviously, that's not hard to people do. People can exactly people can debate that, <laughs> but I'm sorry, those other guys are. Anyways, it's not about who's better; it's about who's the worst. I think. I, I mean, it's a. I think they'll win this weekend if RG three starts. That's it. Bold statement. Um, and if you're wrong, what what kind of punishment should we give you? Nothing. I mean, that is that is borderline blasphemous. That is what that is. Saying the. Do you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, Seahawks dominated the Panthers. That was just... Panthers aren't good anymore. But, um... Other than that... Um, I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered it. Oh, I did want to say the Chiefs, though. Did you see the Chiefs? The the ending to the Chiefs game? Uh, Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That was ridiculous. I like it. For those of you... Huh? What'd you say? I like it because because of whether or not they oh, like still would have gone for two or one in that position if the extra point was still at the old two-yard line. Uh, I don't know. It's up for debate. But I, th- I still believe that moving the extra point back has changed the game. And I think this week oh, yeah, it could have influenced their decision to go for two. At the well, end they of the were game. going for two to no. I, to I go understand up by the math three. there to go up by three, but okay. So you're not you're not Kirk Ferentz. You understand the math. Yes, I know the math. Okay. I still think it definitely it could. I still think it could have played into the thought process though, because maybe going for two still isn't easy, but going for that one now definitely isn't a given one anymore. So I mean that's true, because. Going for two, you you jeopardize exactly what happened at the end of that game. Should we, you should jeopardize we giving those up those two points. 
didn't see what happened, we should probably say what did happen. All right, just to recap. Was go ahead. You got it. No, go oh, ahead. Okay, I'll take it. Dibs. The the Falcons scored a touchdown late in the game to go up by one point, and they were going to go for two to go up by three, so that the Chiefs would be forced to kick a field goal to tie the game instead of being able to kick a field goal and win. Um, Matt Ryan threw an interception, and that interception was returned what like 102 yards or 100 yards, something like 100 that. 100 yards, for, yeah. All the way to the end, other end zone, which gave the Chiefs a two-point... Gave the Chiefs two points, which means that they were just down by one, but they got two points and went up by one, and then the game ended 29-28. Crazy finish, especially after what happened the week before with the kick off the upright and all that craziness that they've dealt with over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, it was... It was an awesome story. Just awesome thing to watch because it was just... You never know what's going to happen in sports. Yep. But yeah, continue what you were saying. Sorry. No, I mean, I was just going to say I like that... I like the fact that they moved the extra point back and now teams are more likely to go for two. I think it makes it more interesting. It's no longer when a touchdown scored, you go to the bathroom because they're going to make the one point. Now it's, I'm going to wait to see if they go for two and whether or not they're even going to make it, whether it's an extra point or they go for the two points. So I think it just added a little bit more excitement to the game. That's all. Yeah, and I saw that, um, just a quick note on that, that last season, I think they, some somewhere I saw this statistic that um, you got the extra point kick that and I think about half the time you get the two point conversion and almost all the time you get the um, point after attempt field goal the extra point so it almost calculates to the the exact same number of points in the end so it was like you're not really making a difference you just have a chance to go up by more points yeah so but yeah um, I do agree I think that it's it's definitely changed some some of the, the tactics of the game. Yeah, well, I think we will wrap it up with college basketball. Now that that is underway, we're actually completely underway. well into the season at this point. Um, we cause, Because we missed the first couple weeks due to issues. as <laughs> technical, we, technical difficulties. Yeah, but um, the new Top 25 was released. And Villanova, uh, yeah. the defending champs, are ranked number one. They did finally go. And it. I personally think they should have started the season there, but that's just me. And preseason rankings don't matter for anything. Yep. Unless you're Alabama, and then you just get to stay there no matter who you play. <laughs> <laughs> Football, obviously. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah. Um, as far as upsets, I don't think there really been anything too crazy. Number one, Kentucky lost to UCLA, but that wasn't... UCLA was ranked. UCLA was number 11 at the time. They're number number two now. Exactly. Um, To Um, me, the biggest upset that comes to mind is Indiana losing to Indiana University Fort Worth. Um, Yes. That was a huge upset. That place went nuts. Um, And good for that team. Congrats, Fort Worth. Other than that, though, I think it's a pretty laid-back start to the season. I don't think there's really been too much chaos, to be honest. Do you like seeing um, more than just Gonzaga up at the top when you look at mid-majors? I mean, you also got St. Mary's up there. 
top top 15 yeah which i like to see some couple mid-majors um yeah very anyone ranked bland. that you'd think shouldn't be ranked i haven't really seen enough it's hard to watch all of it so i haven't seen enough to say that this team shouldn't is not deserving fair enough so the only team I can say uh, that about is my own. Syracuse should not have been ranked. They're not ranked anymore. And they're not, so, so they got it right finally. 20, 26th in both. Yeah. They have struggled they, the last couple. So I can get into it, but there's no need for that right we'll, now. We'll, we'll, we'll save you. We can talk about it afterwards. I know you need to vent when we're done. Eh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Not really. I'm okay. It's, it's early. We have a lot of grad transfers. They got a gel. It's fine. But all right, other so than, should we? Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna. Yeah, one more no, I was just gonna wrap up college basketball with a nice little bow here and say, well, we'll we're we're gonna keep up with the podcast now, so we'll be able to talk about games during the week for each podcast now. So yeah, some of the big ones we'll try to we'll touch on the big games. Yep. It's hard again, like we said, there's so many games yeah. that it's hard to talk about all of them. Um, one new panda performers real quick. Absolutely. All right. Start us off. All right. I keep it short and sweet. Ready for this? This may not surprise no, a lot of people, but, but I have to give credit because the numbers are kind of bonkers, in my opinion. Um, bonkers. Clay Thompson dropped 60 points in only 29 minutes of basketball, and he only shot the ball 33 times, which is... Which, if anyone can do math, like, I'm going to prove that I still know how to do math. That's more than two, point, <laughs> two points a minute. It's not. It's less than two points a minute. Thirty-three shots. You said 60, 60 points oh, in twenty-nine you, minutes. minutes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now who can't do math? I was talking. Now who can't I was talking field goals. But that. No, no. Don't try to save it. You can't do math, and you're just trying to make me look <laughs> oh stupid. But congrats to Clay Thompson. That is an incredible night, and he was eight of fourteen from three. So it's not like he was just chucking shots up, hoping for the best. Um. But so he successfully put up 60 points in the game and made I, Brian look like a I fool. wanted to see him play the fourth quarter. I wanted him to try and beat Kobe's 81. I don't think he could have beat Wilt's 100, but that's just me. Some people Dang. think he could have. 40, 40 points in a single quarter would be tough. Yeah, but that's my Panda performer. Who you got? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Howard of the Chicago Bears. He, in a 26-6 victory over the San Francisco 49ers, he rushed for 117 yards and three touchdowns. Wow, that's pretty good. It's not well, bad. He has five five total touchdowns on the year, so he more than doubled his tally, I guess you'd call it. So he went from two to five, so good for him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, you ready to wrap it up? Yeah, so if any of you guys want to contact us about anything we've talked about or have any suggestions, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, our hand, Twitter handle is at BAPandasports. You can also contact us through our email at BAPandasports at gmail.com. Uh, for any of you guys listening on SoundCloud, you can find all of our older episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. You can also find them on our own personal website, thepandasports.com. Thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful week, and we hope to continue recording more frequently um, yes hopefully no more hacking hopefully <laughs> have a great week guys